0: BSBSBS BS, 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 BS. season two season two. Season two stupid
1: stupid stupid, 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 stupid. GG, GG. NBA up real gangster shit. yeah
0: We've got a lot to cover this week since you haven't seen us within the past week. But now we are back for episode five of RSPN. He is Jeff and I am Mark back with another yeah. week yeah. in the sports world. Specifically, the Alpha Sport.
2: The Alpha Sport. Is that what the we're Alpha calling Sport. It? We're calling it the Alpha Sport. I think that might be what I we like have to that. refer to it this I season. I like that. Okay. Okay. The NBA is back, guys. Now we have no more
0: guesses. We have no more uh, uh, hot takes to see before the season. Now the season is here. And we have opening night to cover as well as some games from yesterday as well. Yeah. But before I get into that, we'll start off this week like how we always do. We have the annual RNC Fantasy League for oh, the NFL. Man, I,
2: don't, I, don't, I don't even know if I want to talk about this, bro. I lost again last week, by the way. Jesus. should not like somebody's getting banned again. Man, it was it was tough, man. Um Deshaun Watson really just Screwed me. Uh, he had a really, really bad game. I had Ty this week, and he beat me by, like, 40 points. It's it's, it's not looking good, man. Uh, Cam's got the dub against Plus. Uh, Shout-out A-Plus. I heard he's in Atlanta. Holla at me. Uh,
0: Plus be all over Plus be all over the place. Yeah, man. we'll see. Shout-out we'll shout Plus. Yeah, we we'll, see. we'll see if I see him, man. We got to check those passport stamps on Plus.
2: Plus is a funny guy. I remember last time for uh, Five's birthday, he was all. All I knew was he was at the airport, and then the next, the next few hours later, he wasn't coming. So plus, be wilding, man. <laughs> <laughs> real shit, real shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, Cam uh is getting that dove from Plus this week. Um, your boy Huey is is beat Josh this week. How's and, the how's the
0: how's the commission work? <laughs> the going this week?
2: All right, so check this out. Uh, the commish he's gonna win by six points again this week. <laughs> he's he's going seven and zero, oh, bro. Like. I, I, I don't know, like, what's going on. He had Cliff. He had Cliff this week. And Cliff did really well. I beat Cliff last week. Cliff is one in five. About and I about say, one isn't six. Cliff
0: only still, like, one win?
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, but Manny's not the only undefeated right now. Uh, Brian, again, again, I, I feel like Brian and, and Manny, like, we have to talk. Something's not right. But Brian is also undefeated. He beat J5 this week. But as you saw what J5 said in the chat, I ain't paying attention right now. So J Five just took the week off and just said, yeah, he think, took the week off. So like you know, let's see if I can win without doing shit. Exactly. So you know, you can call it however you want, but I'm not doing well, but I, I haven't given up. So it's we, we got some things going, and we still got plenty of time to catch up. So everybody just keep playing, man.
0: I mean, in in defensive in defense of J Five, we have been doing some very serious serious booking over in our WWE 2K19 videos. Big facts. If you've not taken the time to watch us when we're out on Twitch or when we're out on Twitter uh, streaming 2K19 for PS4, you'll be able to see four and a half, five-star matches damn
2: near every night. Where else can you see that?
0: You might not even be able to see that on WWE itself sometimes. (laughs)
2: Yeah, those things happen. But listen, if they can withstand yo ass screaming for you know two hours you know, the, it's, a, it's scream, a must watch the, man the screams are all the screams are all adrenaline i'm, I'm not say. i'm not saying that they're not do like they they make sense but yes mark is loud if you on the streams he's he's very dramatic
0: i might i might oversell a couple hits might it makes it makes for a good ministers.
2: show it makes for a good show it makes for a good show so i'm not i'm not you know you guys have done great seriously i think it's i think it's awesome uh i think it's something that i think people other people do it but the way that you guys are doing it it's just it's it's organic and it's hilarious so you know
0: yes it's been very fun we're hoping to get more of the rwc as well as any of our followers on twitter to come in hop in with us and play shout out to amp for configuring all of this and getting us all on uh for our friday the 13th streams uh he was on with us for the original wwe 2k19 stream with the orlando (laughs) the orlando (laughs) classic tickets match yeah That I did not get to do my Velveteen elbow drop on. I'm very upset, but.
2: You still still holding on to that shit, huh?
0: That elbow drop was going to shut the place down, (laughs) and I know that it was. So make sure to take a look out for REOP Gaming coming on RNC Radio on October 22nd with AMP and Devin DaVinci. He will also be streaming more games that come on throughout the year. Red Dead coming. Oh, yeah, Red Dead will be coming out. 90 gigs,
2: 90 gigs. I got my 90 gigs. If I, mean, anybody, I got mine anybody, for sure. I'm just saying anybody 90 gigs. That, I feel sorry. feel sorry. Get the for Pro. Get the Terabyte.
0: Spider Man DLC is coming out. Uh, That's fast. So, so anything game related that you would like to see covered by AMP and Devin, be sure to take a look out for REOP Gaming coming in later in the month.
2: We may all have to get Call of Duty.
0: Have a good time with that. I've seen a lot of people playing Blackout. Oh, man. It, it needs to happen. I've seen a lot of people having, having fun with that Blackout. I might have to try that out. And shout out to J5 as well. He is involved with us for the RNC Radio doubleheader today. When you're done with RSPN, head over to the A Show with Johnny Five and Meals. They'll be covering their anniversary of the first A Show episode. So take a look at everybody that they have on the show this week. Uh, myself, along with all others within the RWC, to take on SmackDown 1000, as well as some things with Crown Jewel in Saudi
2: Arabia that they really need to fucking clear up. Cause How you feel about, about that, right out. quick? We need. We need. To, I, I need to. I need to put my own tape. You, you talked about it. They got to just move on from that shit. They got to clear that shit up ASAP. I was they got to move on from it, bro. I was just reading an article about it today, man. They, they, they chopped up the journalists and all that, man. That stuff's crazy, bro.
0: Yeah, the one thing that they have to their advantage right now as far as the WWE is that a lot of it is speculation. But once it starts getting really confirmed that he's gone, they, they need to change that.
2: Hey, yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, they should definitely. Did you see the promo last night? They kind of didn't have a, a location on it.
0: They didn't have a single yeah. reference to Saudi Arabia.
2: So I guess we'll see what happens with it. They'll, they'll do the right thing. They'll do the right thing.
0: In a few minutes, we'll have Cameron Hay on with us. Good guy, Cam. Yeah, good guy. Aka good guy,
2: Lil Zayn. I live the life of a celebrity. Cam. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be Cam making plays this week. Catch him on the late on late fees too on Friday. Yep, he will be on late
0: fees on oh. Friday. You've seen his words within Complex, Double XL, and the hundreds. But most importantly, at least for my favorite, he is a very special member of the RNC. So he will be on with us in a few minutes. Is Cam the youngest
2: member, or is Brian the youngest member? I think Brian. I think Brian's older Brian, than Cam. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just know they're the two youngest. So
0: I think it might be. I think it might be Cam, we'll find out.
2: We'll find Huey, out. Brian. Oh yeah, he, he was a young nigga too, but I think he was younger, older than both of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: we, yeah we might have to get to the bottom of that. We will, we'll, we will. We'll ask, him, we'll ask him when he comes on later, but yeah, before we get started with anything relating to the NBA season that has started on Tuesday, I do want to let you know that I'm very happy that your prediction from season one is still <laughs> on track. You
2: talking about Dolphins?
0: I was able to catch the end of the Dolphins-Bears game and see that in overtime.
2: Hey, man, they're all right, man. I mean, they're not terrible. Yeah, right now, right now, ten and six is looking right. Yeah, it's better, better than the Cardinals. So, I mean, I can't talk. So,
0: you still, you still uh, taking a I, knee on the Cardinals, real quick? Uh
2: to be to be completely honest with you, man, the NFL has been really good this this season so far. But uh, you just know, not, from just, 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 just from like a cardinals. watching standpoint, yeah. But just not, not the Cardinals, bro. They've been terrible.
0: I also so. noticed, I also noticed the end of the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday. Yeah, great game,
2: great game, dude.
0: And not only from what I saw on TV, but the outpour on Twitter after what happened with Tyreek Hill and some very
2: uh, comfortable fans, <laughs> they was wilding, man. So Tyreek, Tyreek got the uh, it was, he got the touchdown, and uh, he basically, you know, he's going so fast, he kind of he was slowing down, and he gets to the the, the back of the you know the, the the stands where the fans are right there, and the fans is giving them middle fingers, throwing their beer all over the man. I'm like. Come on, man. Because if he would have reached down and smacked them, we'd be having a. This whole episode would be about that.
0: Now, now, from what I've seen, it was a tie. Well, the touchdown that he was able to um, score ended up tying the game between the Chiefs and the Patriots with three minutes yeah. left, and everybody was like, "Oh God, well, three minutes. Tom Brady's going to kill." Him, blah, blah blah blah. But I find it way more interest in the fact that fans out in Boston, and and really truthfully, I really shouldn't be surprised because fucking Boston
2: <laughs> fans are so comfortable. There. Are, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Fans are so fucking comfortable in throwing shit at a player in the middle of a game. Now, if you want to if you really don't care about middle fingers, that's completely fine. That's I guess I mean, you yeah, can consider I that really, point of being a fan. Yeah. And, I, I, and, and I, I, I wouldn't it.
2: stress about that part. I mean it, that I know it happens and even though even if that's wrong and weird too, it's not necessary. you know, you're not you're not putting something on the player.
0: But when you start throwing things at people especially uh beer beer that we have seen take terrible turns beforehand you start thinking of what could happen if some shit went the other way i feel like reggie bush felt the same way when he said if he would have reached out and smacked the shit out of him yeah
2: this whole episode would be about been, that
0: they would have been on social media crying and and ready to sue him
2: yeah absolutely you already know i'm i'm glad um you know the patriots handled that pretty quick they were like yeah you're, you're never coming back here again buddy no i don't
0: know too much about about Tyreek Hill, and I don't want to use his past. Uh, I don't want to use his he's past. He's a hell of a
2: player. He's a hell of a player.
0: Yeah, I don't want to use his past of, uh, domestic issues lazily as far we, as. We can't. I mean. As far as talking about what could have happened this night. But. He's like. They, hey, man. God look. forbid this was the night. Hey, man. That that beer completely set him off. And Bruh. he just hopped into. Which looks like a very low stand in general. I feel like no, he, football he players could've, he, he could've could clear up.
2: this shit very easily. Dude, it happens. Uh Lambeau, they do it all the time at Lambeau. You know, Green Bay players will score a touchdown and their thing, you know, they'll jump they'll, they'll jump kinda in that in that part of the crowd and celebrate with the with the fans. And so, hop directly
0: yes. into adoring fans. Now yes, imagine yes. if he hops into fans that he right.
2: wants to just completely clear. He's gonna destroy whoever he puts his hands on at that point. And then we're gonna have lawsuits, although this person uh, should not have been putting their hands on on the on the professional athlete you know so n f l that they got obviously we already know how much shit they gotta fix, so you know why do fans i 'm not, not surprised i 'm start i 'm starting to realize
0: a trend recently and it 's a trend that 's been going on for a very long time but what is with the comfort of a fan? what makes you feel cozy enough that you could throw shit at a football player or a basketball player? Or a WWE
2: event or any. Or kind WWE
0: of event, event like, whether it's at the event or uh, feeling a certain way going into them after the event, and expect certain things from them that they might not want to exactly do during their downtime. I've noticed that there's a lot of comfort and expectation in wanting things or feeling things
2: as a fan, like like you like like because you're the fan and you pay tickets or you pay. You are expected to shit. Right, right. Or right, you're protected
0: like, from shit, which is even worse. Which than, is worse
2: uh, because which is
0: even worse than expecting. Where does that come from?
2: I feel I, like that's a culture that really needs to end. Yeah, it's it's some weird fandom shit that like makes you feel untouchable because, uh, like I'm sure that fan wasn't thinking I'm gonna throw this beer on uh this Chiefs player and nothing's gonna. I, I don't think he was thinking I'm gonna get banned from Gillette Stadium, but they got banned from Gillette Stadium. Yeah, the game wasn't even over. There's three minutes
0: left, and now you can never attend anything at Gillette Stadium again. Ever, bro.
2: Like, if you live in, like, Gillette, like, first of all, regardless of how you feel about the league or the Patriots or Tom Brady, like, it's still Tom Brady and it's still the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, and they just banned you from coming to see the biggest team in New England, you know, I I don't know, man. That sucks, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, like, what I'm trying to say is if – I was a huge whatever Falcons fan and I'm going to the games every weekend and I do something stupid and get banned. Yeah, I'm going to be a little upset about it.
0: We've talked about Malice in the Palace, not only on this show, but on Twitter. I've wished for a 30 for 30 on this and hopefully they listen to me very soon. But the NFL should be very, very happy that they did not get a 2018 Malice in the Palace. Hey, man.
2: It could have been way worse. It could have been way worse.
0: Because I don't think, uh, uh, on top of everything that plagues the NFL right now, this would be something that they truthfully do not want to handle. Not even the NBA can handle another malice in the palace.
2: The issue shit was is, mo- like That shit was this- monumental
0: and groundbreaking in, in 2004. It would be engulfed in flames in 2018.
2: Yeah, because social media, bro. We'll, we'll have 20 different angles. You saw how the UFC shit went. We have 50 angles by exactly. the second day. Exactly. Look what happened last week. They'd have to ban 30 people, probably.
0: You know what I'm saying? If that shit would have been 10 times worse with Habib not only fighting Conor McGregor's friends, but actually fighting fans, that turns into some all-out shit. UFC, UFC got the smallest preview of that. Just imagine if that happens to the NFL and what ESPN chooses to do afterward. When I watched Mouse in the Palace in 2004, Mm -hmm. I knew for a fact that some shit was going to happen. And at the time when you immediately hopped over to espn to see how they covered it (laughs) it was kind of calm i feel like a lot of people were were watching it in real time and having their own uh uh, realizations of what is going on and ideas that you know a fan throwing things is pretty stupid and you pretty much get what you deserve they're they're gonna
2: catch you they're gonna but after
1: that
0: after that was a complete 360 ron Artest was vilified turned into this completely ugly thing online, and mm. I would have felt very bad if that happened to Tyreek Hill.
2: Yeah, because Ron still carries that shit. You know what to I'm saying? Day, like, to this day. To this yeah, day nobody will nobody's ever- going to forget that. Yeah, and th- Well,
0: th- thankfully, Ron is in a much better place. Should I still call him Meta? I really don't want to call him Meta. Meta?
2: I don't call, I mean,
0: him? call him. Meta? World
2: Peace? I don't call him Meta at all. I- I'm, sure, I'm sure you got people next to him that calls him that. I'm sure he does. Jeffrey's not doing it, though.
0: Thankfully, he's in a much better place. But at the end of the day, this comfort is starting to get really, really weird. And I really don't want another one of those situations to happen in this climate because that is going to be extremely bad in whichever
2: organization it happens in. And I just don't understand what makes you feel so comfortable. It's too much social media, bro. That definitely could not happen. It couldn't happen tonight. It couldn't happen, you know at all in 2018 because it, it would it mean it would be a mess, bro. But like I said, our show would be about that topic for probably the next two weeks. And you wouldn't even be able to turn on ESPN. No. No, I wouldn't. At a certain point, like I said, we're going to have 20 different angles of the situation by the time we're all done. It would be too That's much, it. man. It'd be too much. That's but really yeah, nice. that, 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 the Tyreek shit was whack. Um, I'm glad the fan is banned. It needed to happen. Yeah, the fan's lucky. Now
0: he's gone, Period.
2: Yeah, he's the fan's lucky dude. Didn't go in there and knock you out. So,
0: you know what's you know what's actually
2: my favorite uh,
0: my favorite piece out of that Malice in the Palace story. What's up? You ever know that Ron Artest is actually very good friends now with the fan that threw the beer? Really? So, the night of Malice in the Palace, he ended up going into the stands and hitting the completely wrong person. And that ended up with a fight and yada, yada, yada. And and Mike Breen being scared, which to this day is like the, the, if you go go back back,
2: and watch that clip. I can watch that again. Yeah, I got to go back and watch it again.
0: Go back and watch that clip and see how much of a whole Mike Breen sounds like. And he's like, oh, Ron Artest has a menacing look in his eye. I'm like, yo, Mike, what's the matter
2: with you, bro? Yeah, yeah, I remember that.
0: Afterwards, once they got the Pistons out of there and everything was done, they identified the actual fan who threw the beer the fan's name was John Green, mm. and afterward, once Artest was dealing with his very long suspension and dealing with his psychology and his therapy to deal with that afterward, he reached out to John Green and called him, and John didn't even believe that it was him at first, but they had a reconciliation and pretty much determined that the mouse in the Palace was almost a life-changing event for the both of them, mm. helped Ron turn to the person that he is today, of course. World peace. They asked him why he did it. Why he <laughs> threw the uh, drink, which actually, according to uh, the Deadspin article, was not a beer; it was a Diet
2: Coke. Okay, I mean, and um, I, that, they, that may be worse. Very, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that the worse. You know, know, know the diet coke got hit say. with a with a beer. Put a diet beer, coke, <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: And they end up being and they end up being really good friends of that. They still are to this Pretty day. Cool. That might be one of my good for uh, them. Favorite things from Mouse in the Palace outside of the Jermaine O'Neal slide punch. Well,
2: that's, that was probably top two moment that day.
0: The, the <laughs> <literally> <laughs> strongest hit. If you ever want to see a a, bruh, a man's he, head fly off his body, <laughs> that, if that, that,
2: that punch that, connected. bro. if he connected that punch, we would be, ta- we'd be, ha- we'd be having a different conversation right now,
0: bro. The NBA might be over there Yeah, they might have shut <laughs> down you the see, NBA. They might have shut down the-
2: <laughs> <laughs> We would have been here waving he, football he flags. his head off. Bro, puts his oh, head clean man. off. Wow, bro. That's hilarious that you said that. But, yeah, that would have connected, man. Um, <laughs> he would have been ruined. All right, let's take a break
0: and come back. We're going to have Cameron come through with us. Hey, Lil Zane. Cam Hayes is going to come through to talk a little St. Louis with us. One of, his, uh, one of his St. Louis alumni, Jason Tatum, was on stage Tuesday night against the Philadelphia 76ers. We want his opinion on that, as well as any other NBA games that have went down. I still Wednesday. don't know who his team is. That we have to ask him because we are not positive. He said he likes Tatum, but that might not be his team. I, I think play. it
2: – Mark, I think it's the Rockets. Oh,
0: dear God. If it's the I, Rockets. I sworn he said
2: about, <laughs> listen, listen. I if, it's Rockets, <laughs> if it's the Rockets,
0: <laughs> listen, I'm going to give you the floor. If it's the Rockets, I'm going
2: to give you the floor. Listen, listen I could have sworn he said something in the chat about the Rockets one day. I can't – we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it
0: out. All right, let's take a break and come back. We're going to have Cam on. I'm gonna have some more for you after this, so keep a it lot. It's RSPN, RNC Radio. we we'll back after this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. But... <laughs> All right, we are back. RSPN on RNC Radio. Thank you for staying in tune with the RNC doubleheader. We have a very special guest with us in the building today. You've seen his words for complex, double XL, the hundreds. You've seen him on your Twitter timeline. Oof. That sounds like money. <laughs> Making plays, according to OG Johnny Five's uh, uh, Instagram story. He's on with us today to discuss the beginning of the new NBA season. Cameron Hayes in with us. Cam, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are
2: y'all doing? doing man, good man. I'm I'm always great.
0: How how you felt how have you felt for the beginning of the NBA season, Cam? How are you feeling going into it after a season that might not have left fans feeling the best as far as expectations towards 2018, 2019, and pretty much already calling what the conference finals could be and the finals could be, which I fucking hate in general. But how are you feeling?
1: Uh I'm excited about the start of this season. Like, I am I just, like, I moved out to L.A. this summer, so, you know, LeBron out here now, so that's lit. Mm-hmm. LeBron, on the, I think LeBron being on a franchise like the Lakers as well is just going to help elevate the league. Like, him being on Miami, in Miami was the closest we got to him in, like, a big major market. even though Miami is kind of, like, one of the major seasons in the league. But I think finally yeah. have this the face or one of the faces of the NBA on, like, the Lakers again is, like, going to be huge for the NBA. I'm excited about this season, even though, yeah, like you said, people, we kind of have a sense of inevitability still with how the season is going to end. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited about the journey to that point because I think there are a couple of interesting storylines and, like, just, like, a lot of young talent and exciting talent in the NBA right now. So I'm excited for it, personally. Like, that's my thoughts on it.
2: All the young boys are, like, really good, too, man. Like... We usually have to go through a nice grooming stage where, you know, you know, players back maybe trash for a year or two. Then they just sprout up after year three, year four. But man, these kids are too good right now.
1: Facts. They, the rookies last year came right in.
2: Now that you speak
0: about the Lakers, how has it felt in L.A. from a fan perspective? Because I know during times in Cleveland around like the oh eight oh nine season where he was getting MVPs. And of course, after he made his way into Miami, I felt like <laughs> from a Lakers perspective, there was a lot of. Hate into how a certain person can use the word king, and he would have zero championships. Or when he got his, he would only have his championships because he went to Miami. So now that he's actually in that state where a lot of that hatred was, how has the how has the turn felt?
1: Um, you still have some of those people that are they don't want to give him his full credit. out here. you still have some of them like they they got to see it to believe it type thing. Like see him win a ring here for the Lakers before they fully. Embrace because you know a lot of them are Kobe Truthers, like, and that's fine, like, I get it, but at the same time, your franchise has been largely irrelevant for the past six years. Yeah. If you want to. So, like, mine, I'm shot that three pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, so I think you gotta kind of, I think Lakers fans and I think the Kobe fans are two separate people. I've come in contact with Lakers fans which I perceive as the people who are happy to have somebody of this caliber back on the franchise. They're used to having star power here in L.A. Yeah. Because honestly, you can say now that the best – if you want to say that three of the four best players or five best players since Jordan retired have all played for the Lakers now, Shaq, Kobe, and um, LeBron now. Maybe if you want to say that Duncan and somebody like KB might be throwing their stuff. Like, but, right, right is like you've had the three you've had three of the best post-Jordan players now play for the Lakers and this is a franchise that has been largely known for having not just great players like all-time great like top 10 all-time players or top 20 any team any team and so throughout the history of the franchise so you have those people that are Lakers fans that are happy to see the the, kind of the return to the norm the status quo for the, the franchise but then you have like the Kobe fans still. Who, yeah, they're happy LeBron is here, but you know they've been talking shit about LeBron for basically his whole career, so it's kind of like a <laughs> an awkward marriage. Like, all right, yeah, you here, but like, still, fuck you, nigga. Like that's how they feel a little bit. So, and they got
2: once he get them does, and he take them, you know, got that top three seed. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Honestly, to
1: back to the playoffs. Like, I really think that they underestimate how or or are selling short how irrelevant they have been. Like you know, Lakers fans. Like when you when you root for a franchise like that, that's won as many championships as they have. You kind of still have like a sense of arrogance. Like yeah, oh yeah, oh yes, understandable. But honestly, from the moment Kobe blew his Achilles out, bro, this franchise has not been. They've only been living off of. Their reputation in their past. Like, mm. nobody has really been excited about Lakers Basel. The most exciting thing that's happened for them in the last, before LeBron coming in, the last six years was Kobe's last game. Like, that's like really it. So I think when they start realizing around January, February, like, oh shit, like we're playing meaningful basketball again, like there's actually a lot to be excited for. Like, this team could be actually really good. They'll start to come around. Like, I'm just waiting for the, f- for them to I want to see what will happen when the Lakers lose in playoffs because I don't think they're getting to the finals this year
2: no um, I don't I don't either and I, I think people should uh, definitely expect that you know right. I think they're definitely gonna take that L at some point they're gonna lose a series it just is what it is yeah um but so, you know man I that what what LeBron is going to do like that's another thing about expecting greatness and It's LeBron and it's it's the Lakers. The Lakers, just because they get a player like LeBron, I'm pretty sure a lot of fans are expecting to get to the finals and they're not being necessarily realistic. And I think they should be realistic. I think this is still a work in progress. Um, I think LeBron is still trying to fill the team out. He's obviously, you know, put players underneath his wing, uh, clearly, especially with the media. He looks like he loves Ingram, loves ball. So I think things have to fall in place. And now next season, that's the team you want to yeah. you want to look at, yeah.
1: The 2019-2020 season, I think it gets really interesting. Only way that they could even have a chance at beating the Warriors, and in my opinion, the Rockets. Well, I don't see them beating the Rockets as of right now. The only way they could even have a chance against either one, I think Ingram is going to play at a, a close to an All Star level for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Lonzo would have to really like take a crazy leap, like that we just like
2: average like fifteen.
1: Like yeah, like fifteen, like nine assists and like eight keep playing the like the defense that he played. Lonzo really going still do-
2: yeah and still play D, yeah. Like,
1: he would have to take like you have to take a leap to being like damn near a borderline all star caliber player as well, too. I just don't see them having two of those guys right now. I think Ingram will play at that level this season. I don't think that he'll make the all-star team, but I think he'll play it close to an all-star level. I'm not sure where else that comes from on his roster. I know a lot of people are very high on Kyle Kuzma. I'm not as high on him as most. I think he hasn't
2: looked great this preseason.
1: No, and he he's a good player, in my opinion, but I don't think that he's going. I don't think people are kind of like overrating him, in my opinion. They think that he could be like the guy to LeBron. There's mm-hmm. some people out here who believe that, and like some talking heads as well. I don't see that personally. I think that he's, if the Lakers were to achieve what they want to achieve, I don't think that Kuzma is going to be any higher than maybe the fourth best player on this team i think that of course lebron then ingram i think lonzo is honestly the third guy i think lonzo is gonna be really good this year i still am really high on him i know a lot of people are kind of iffy they specifically about his shooting and his ability to score i think that he does a lot of other things on the court Mm -hmm. at some high level that that's not a problem for me and i think that his shooting will sort itself out i don't think that he's his jumper is completely broken it's not it's it's
2: not it's not folks it's not folks jumper no it's
1: not We'll talk about it at some point later, but I think oh, that yeah. there we are gonna have plenty I, bars for folks. Later. Oh God, so, don't yeah.
2: I, let, let's not real quick, hey, real,
1: no, quick. real quick. I got rebuttals, bro. Like no, this this, this <laughs> man, no,
2: Mark, Mark, listen, 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 Mark. And anything Sixer related, it's gonna get flooded. So. We talking about? I didn't even say anything last night. I didn't even say anything on Tuesday. Do you, do you rem- Mark? You remember? You remember? You remember our our bet, right? I'm gonna be slanderless. I'm telling you. Okay, Mark. Now, Cam, I gotta ask you, bro, because mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like it came up in the chat. Who, who, who was your squad? That's what me and Mark were talking about the other day. Who was your squad?
1: All right. So, growing up, like, since I'm like, I'm like only 23 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I came in the league like right around the time where like I was able to really start like understanding basketball and paying attention to it and i just, like, grasping the game. So I've been a LeBron, LeBron guy my whole life. And then you got to think, like, St. Louis, we didn't have an NBA team. Right. So I've just been basically a LeBron guy for most of the time. My dad is a huge Lakers fan. He grew up a Lakers fan. Okay. I kind of, like, cheered for them a little bit. But, like, LeBron being my favorite guy, it was kind of hard as well to, like, get fully behind the Kobe train as a kid because, like, you're being – shown. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: this is your uh, era though. LeBron is your era.
0: You know, I get it. I'm a LeBron guy for the most part. Like oh, so you are so you are off the Kobe train. Oh was, God, here we go. See this is I never oh, I am so happy now.
2: Mark, Woo! don't don't stop making this shit about you, man. Kobe, Kobe <laughs> was that nigga.
1: Like don't, don't get it confused. like Kobe was Kobe was nice. Like Kobe was really a dog. Like but I think the further we've gotten removed from LeBron's first stint in Cleveland you can really look back and see other than the 2010 series versus Boston, his pl- his postseason quote unquote flameouts weren't really his doing or his fault. Like you right, know, like and, and at the time you were looking, you're like, oh, why is this the guy that they're calling the chosen one or the best? It's player? easy. It's easy to
2: judge them at that point. You know, yeah,
1: like now that we're getting further removed from it, you kind of see okay, like versus the Magic, it definitely wasn't his fault they lost. Um, he really didn't play well versus the Spurs in the finals the first time but also who really expected them to win going into that series. He was only in what year 4 I think. Um so that was his second time in the playoffs in his career that he went to
2: the finals which I think is Yeah, I mean that's fun. an achievement. All the times that he's gone regardless of the the Ls that were chalked up. I mean mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, man, the the feat is 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 amazing regardless.
1: Yeah, and people can talk about the East all they want to, but like he's ended basically teams' <clears throat> runs, like that thought they had legitimate chances. The Pistons, he cut them. Sh- he ended their reign pretty much. Um, D Wade and Shaq probably did it the year before. LeBron officially closed the door on them in '07. Um, then Boston, when he went to Miami, they ended base. They basically ended Boston. Their 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 potential. Yeah. The run that they had for what about five seasons, that then the, the, the Bulls—they closed the door on the Bulls before the Bulls even really became anything. Even though part of it has to do with Derrick Rose, but the Bulls as well, the Pacers, and then we've seen for the last four years since he's been back in Miami what he's done to the Raptors. Like that's kind of been borderline embarrassing. So, um, <laughs> this is what it is. But they 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 traded their franchise's all the time leading score. Yeah. Because they couldn't even get past LeBron, and LeBron's not even there anymore. So I think they, yeah. So we—that's basically who I who I came up rooting for. I, I'm a players guy for the most part because, like I said, we don't have. No,
2: there's nothing wrong with that at all, man. I, I just—we we were just curious. We we were we were just trying to figure it out.
1: But you catch me with my pops or something, or just this year, if you're gonna follow me on Twitter, or if you're gonna like try to keep up, like I'm probably gonna be rooting for the Lakers a lot. Is what it is. You out I'm there out.
2: though, the energy, man.
1: Yeah, I'm out here too, bro. So it's like it's kind of hard not to. It's gonna be hard not to. So
0: now I know you have a lot of St. Louis ties. You had um. We originally had this conversation in the RNC relating to uh, Boston's Jason Tatum. What is your relationship? Well, not necessarily your relationship, but what is your interest in Markel Faults? Right, here in? we go. Here we
2: go. He he try Be be careful, Cam. I'm asking. I'm asking. I got. I got. I got. I got, I got. <laughs>
1: All right, so with folks, I like. So he played um, in high school. He went to what school did he go to? Was it? It wasn't the math. It was one of those powerhouses up in the DC area. I can't remember what school it was. I want to say the math, but I don't want to be wrong at the same time. So I'm just gonna say he went to one of those powerhouse like programs up in the DMV for, for high
0: point. school or for college for high school. Um, oh, okay,
1: okay, they played. Um, his school played Shannond, which is where Jason Tatum went to high school at. Um, that's where Bradley Bill went to high school as well, and David Lee. All three of them went to Shannond. Um, but they played Shannond on ESPN one night, and I'm watching it. Like I've been hearing about the kid, folks, or whatever. Like he's like the best guard in the in the class, or whatever. Like whatever. I'm watching it. Like I'm from St. Louis, I'm like ain't nobody better than Jason Tatum. I seen him since he was a kid. Like he's a mm-hmm. he's a mother. kid. Foles was nice, man. Like he was nice. Like he didn't have any weaknesses. He was getting to the rim at will. He was making threes. Everything. Shaq I was loaded too. I think eight kids off of that Jason Tatum team and that he played on in high school. Eight of them went on to play D1 mm-hmm. basketball. Like they were a loaded team. Like right. it was a really nice team. So. And Fultz's team was loaded too, but Fultz like beat them. Like that team was destroying everybody in Missouri. So we we see them go out of town, and they lose to this team. Like so, he kind of won me over there. Then I paid attention to him at the Nike Hoop Summit. He looked even better than he had looked. That game I saw him, I was like, all right, I'm starting to kind of get behind the Fultz team. Then I saw him at U and what he was doing in college—that's not normal for. With the numbers and the way he was playing in college, that's not normal for. College guards to be doing what he no nah, bro. He was
2: hooping in college, yeah. bro. It
1: wasn't regular. Like they that wasn't regular. I was seeing people like he. They were saying he was like a six foot five, like Kyrie Irving, bro. Like they were saying he's the most complete guard prospect since Kyrie. I saw it, bro. I'm like he was pulling it off the dribble from three. He was getting to the rim, finishing like he had no holes. He could pass everything. That that made me like of course I was rooting for Jason, but like, I was like, all right, if it's somebody from this class that I think is really, really nice outside of of course the hometown kid, I thought it was folks. And I thought at the time when Philly took him number one, we didn't know that they were going to make Ben Simmons the full time point guard. Cause Ben yeah. Simmons played his whole quote unquote rookie year. Right. Um, so we didn't know what, so I thought, all right, taking a guard makes sense because they need, we, we They didn't have a guard on the team. Right. As far as the summer league. False looks good in the summer league before he gets hurt. If you remember what he was playing like. Yeah,
2: no, he, you're right. You're right. He was
1: still putting up numbers. He looked very confident. We spoke
2: about it. We definitely spoke about he still, it. He was
1: still shooting jumpers. The Everything that he was in college was still there mm-hmm. at the summer league. I don't know what happened with the shoulder injury, with the change in the form. What happened? Man, he, we had
2: a we had a long conversation about, like, what what was Philly trying to hide or what the Sixers were trying to hide? Was it nerve damage? Was it like, what was it? Because one day, man, I was just, I was just watching this kid shoot and I was just like, what, what, what happened?
1: I think what happened, I think it's a combination of things. I think that there was an injury. Like, I think there was an injury. And I think that is also, I think with him getting hurt, it, it kind of fucked with his with his confidence as well. I think he had an extended case of the Yips last year. I think that what happened with folks was he had the injury combined with probably the pressure of being the number one pick. Then last year wasn't an ordinary rookie class. Like you see guys like Donovan Mitchell, Tatum, uh even your own teammate Ben Simmons, guys yeah. like Smith. You see a bunch of guys in that class like having good rookie years and you feel and pressure probably started to weigh on him a little bit, honestly. You're right.
2: I mean, I, not, not to mention, I mean, of course, we, we found out they went full-time with Ben, and and he exactly. he grew into his body so fast. And, like, he kind of – I mean, he is that hybrid point guard now where, you know, we're probably going to see more of that in the future, you know, the 6'11 the guards, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but – I, I would I I understand I, I think if I was in false situation I would probably lose some confidence as well I mean I don't that's not something I, I want to judge him on you know what I'm saying
1: facts and so that's where my investment with folks really got taken up another level mainly because the conversation that was surrounding him last year was kind of annoying in my opinion because a lot of what happened to him he didn't ask for like it wasn't his fault it wasn't like I had sympathy for him and wanted to see him succeed because I felt like he was dealing with something that was out of his control. Mm. And that being that young with that much pressure, like, I could only imagine what he was going through. So I, I want to see him push through this. And I think that Fultz is really nice. I think that he can still be really nice. Man,
2: he was so nice in college. I didn't watch I didn't watch him, you know, prior to, to college. Um, but he was, man.
1: He was nice. I think he, he can nice. still be really nice. I think that... Last night watching the Sixers disappointed me because one of, for two reasons. Brett Brown, what you, is you, your? Like, you like how they gave him that sympathy start? The, the problem, if you're going to start him, I think that you need to play him and Ben and Embiid as together as much as possible because they're going to have to play at some point together. They're going
2: to have to figure it out. I think they've mm-hmm. already waited too long for that too. I think they they should have been playing together like mm-hmm.
1: so that they have to figure it out. You can't have folks bring the ball up the court if you know right now that he's still finding, figuring his confidence out, trying to figure out how to shoot, like just getting NBA playing at NBA level. You can't have him bringing the ball up the court, passing it to Ben as soon as he crosses half court, and then going to stand in the corner. Like we know right now, like he's, his three point shot is not where it was. We he needs to he needs to have the ball in his hands somewhere or you need to have him moving. Like I remember when, when the heat first got LeBron and they had D Wade and there were questions like, how could they play together? Like they're not great jump shooters or whatever. Spolstra had those guys moving constantly. Like Spolstra had them in constant movement on offense, cutting baseline, cutting like period LeBron playing when he, when he finally accepted kind of playing the four or whatever, setting screens, Doing pick and rolls, everything like they had both of them in constant motion. I didn't see any of that last night with the Sixers, and I'm not saying you have to use folks. I'm not saying Fultz and Simmons are LeBron and D Wade. Right. But right. If you go into the game knowing that your two starting guards are basically non-shooters from three right now, you have to be creative with your offense. You can't, th- you can't just come up, give it to Simmons, have him. You're not have, gonna win. You're not gonna you're not win that you-
2: way. And yeah. So-
1: you need to figure out a way. He's not doing faults or Simmons or Embiid. Like I don't think he did anybody. I don't think he did the team any favors last night with the way that he coached them. Faults only really, in my opinion, from what I I watched the whole game. It was only really maybe five plays where I thought that he was really giving the ball and was like, "All right, you have a chance to go do like go create something." Mm-hmm. He had he made he made the one pull up jumper, which I which I thought was a good sign. I think they need to reinforce in his head. That's what you because he was making that jump shot during the preseason. So clearly that's in his game. He has confidence to to take the pull-up, mid-range pull-up. They need to reinforce the good things that he's good at and tell him this is what we want you to do. Like, I don't know what they're telling him or what their plan is, but they need to constantly reaffirm to him, like, look, you're really good at this. You're good at getting to the rim. You're good at uh on the defensive end. Like, these are the things that we want you to focus on right now. The three-pointer will come, we'll, like, Block that out. Don't worry about it. That will come when it comes. But right now, you are good at these things. I don't they didn't let him do what he was good at per se last night. And if you're gonna start right. him with Simmons, you have to kind of incorporate him more you have to incorporate him more within the offense. Secondly, what the fuck happened in the second half or at halftime to where he starts and plays 20 minutes in the first half? He played 20 of the 24 first half minutes and plays 3 minutes total in the second half. I don't, yeah, under-
2: I, don't I don't know what that was. I don't if you're trying to build confidence in him that definitely wasn't the way to go.
1: you, you say that we're going to we're going to we're going to work through the growing pains we want we he, Brett Brown says I owe it to him and the organization to play him. Um we have to let him uh go through the growing pains, give him the same opportunities we gave Ben and and be like you say all of this but then literally in game 1 you don't. It's not like this is game twenty. Like we have a large sample size. Like all right, this isn't working. Like
2: this is game one. Like it's almost re- like he they got down by five, and he just threw away everything yeah. that he wanted to do.
1: Like are you trying to really win this first game of the season that bad? Like the NBA is eighty This isn't the NFL. NBA, you have eighty one more games. You have a you have six more months of basketball. To to that are – the real meaningful games don't start, if we be honest, for the NBA until probably around Christmas, if we be honest. That's when you kind of got to start getting a little nervous or you kind of know what you are at that point. Game, I'm sure players
2: will admit that too.
1: Game one of the season, like, for you to completely pull the play – why is T.J. McConnell getting 25 minutes and why is Landry Shaman getting 23 minutes? These are not two guys you are investing – you took number one overall. These are not guys that your future is invested in. Like – right. Mm-hmm it should never play more than folks last year in the playoffs. I didn't get TJ McConnell playing over folks. Like you, you, this team is young. It's not like there's a small championship window for the Sixers. Like last year, like, Oh, we, we only got like, this is the year. Like, no, like, bro, you guys were really good. Made the They're title. kids.
2: A lot of them, like, them are
1: just kids too. So, like folks should have been playing in the playoffs last year. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand last night. Like, if you either go all the way in, if you're going to commit to him and you really are going to do what you say, as far as giving him a fair shot and mm-hmm. trying to develop him and letting him get his confidence, either commit all the way and give him those minutes and let him play to let him actually play basketball or trade him like trade him like Jimmy Butler is available. I'm pretty sure that the wolves with, you could put a package of Definitely. together to send them. If you, if you really want a wing score or whatever, or somebody like if you like you could trade him like, but if you're gonna really if you really are committed to seeing him succeed and become the player that you that you thought you were getting and that you that you still believe he can be, then you can. Last night was a horrible horrible job of Brett Brown by the way he let the way he that folks was a part of the offense or wasn't in the first half and then completely not even being in the rotation in the second. Um, and people I know some people were on Twitter saying, well they need to put shooters out there with Ben or whatever. Like, T.J. McConnell's not a great shooter. It's not like he's, like, a guy who's coming out there giving, like, amazing floor spacing. Like, T.J. McConnell's not that Shamit, They might think that he was, but he didn't make a shot last night. So, it, and he's not – neither one of them can give you what Folks can give you on the defensive end either. Folks made a couple good defensive plays last night. That's fair. So- like, it wasn't – so, it wasn't – neither one of those guys were – were world beaters on offense and they were getting killed on the defensive end. So if it's one thing false is definitely going to be able to do it at adequate level on the, at a, at an at least average level right now, he can defend. Like we've seen that we've seen him be able to play serviceable defense and he has tools to be, once he gets more comfortable to be a very a good defensive guard. So and, I
2: mean if you're a defensive guard, there's a spot for you on a team. You should be playing some good minutes at that point. If you could play yeah. defense and you're a guard, you should definitely be getting some solid minutes and you should be playing throughout the game regardless of your offensive performance because defense wins championships.
1: Yeah, I just don't think I think that Brett Brown it lo- it didn't look like they had any type of offensive game plan last night um besides Simon being give the ball to Ben um, yeah, let them
2: work. Let them work through the offense and let things happen. Yeah, and like, or throw it down low to be, and see what happens. It didn't. They didn't have any plans, Mark. Yeah. You, you, you 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 like this segment, don't you?
0: I don't have any ill will. I don't have any ill will. I watched last night with a nice conscience. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know
0: what? For, unfortunately for Philadelphia, it ended up going only through Ben, Joel, and JJ Redick. I would say that it could be because of the amount of uh talent that Boston has, but even Boston didn't even shoot that well last night. That first half ended up looking pretty sloppy from both yeah. sides of the
1: spectrum. Outside of Tatum and in the first half, outside of Tatum and Ben Simmons, everybody else on the court was was pretty bad.
2: Yeah, you're right. Everything was stagnant. But at the end of the day, uh it, it was game one. So hopefully we end up seeing more folks. Um I, I, I I'm with you, Cam. I mean I wanna see I want to see more of him. I think he's gonna be a good player. I'm not into giving up on young players. I'm not into calling players trash, you know, after a year because of an injury. And like you said, something that necessarily he can't control. So if the injury was bad and, and Sixers really tried to kind of like, I don't want to say cover it up, but like, you know, just move it over. Like, hey, let's just keep this with, within our organization. If it was nerve damage or whatever it may have been, um, you know. They just they gotta support him. If they if that's what if they saying it, if they talking about they need they're gonna support him, they gotta do it. He can't you know, play like you said, playing whatever, five minutes the second half, that's unacceptable, Especially man.
1: Especially when I don't think that he he wasn't the reason they were losing in the first half. Like he he made a couple of solid plays. The cut, the play where where Simmons drove in Markel Fultz cut and he dropped yeah. it off that is what they're all That's what they
2: need to be doing. Yeah, that's what they need to be doing. They need to be doing that
1: consistently. Like that one play right there was exactly what what they need to do. They need to figure out a way to to make that happen consistently every time down. It didn't look like they had any idea like what they were doing on offense for the most part last night. That play right there was was like one of the few bright spots. Like they need to figure it out. I trust that folks will still end up becoming close to the player that we envision being. I think that there's still a lot of talent there. Last night, a lot of stuff was just – it looked like just his first – it was like a first time playing again in in a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I definitely wouldn't judge him off of it completely. You know, I I wouldn't necessarily, you know, look at his performance and be like, well, that's that.
1: Yeah, so – and I trust Drew Hanlon. I trust the the trainer, Drew Hanlon. He's he's from St. Louis as well. He runs Pure Sweat. He trains – he's been training Tatum basically since he was in high school. He trained Bradley Beal. He trains Joel Embiid and Beaton, a bunch of other pros. I trust Drew Hamlin.
2: Link me, link me that, Ken. Link me his information, Ken. Uh, all right, I got you. I'm gonna see his Instagram.
1: But um, yeah, I trust him. I trust him a lot. So uh that's I think that folks will end up being fine. I think we'll look back at this first game and it'll and even last year and we'll we'll look back at it. it it'll be weird. It's definitely one, it might be the most bizarre story for a number one overall pick, maybe ever in the NBA, just because it wasn't strictly an ability issue it was clearly an injury and mental issue as well Yeah, so we,
2: we've we seen players just be number one and not be it you know and, and just be trash but I don't I don't think he's trash so yeah you're right this is very interesting yeah so
1: I think I'm still optimistic I'm still high on folks just because like I said what we saw from him in college was not that wasn't normal I can't re- I don't think as far as a freshman guard Like there have been good freshman guards. There, I don't. I haven't seen a guard who was as complete, who had the complete package that he had on offense. I can't remember as a freshman, like what he was doing. He was averaging twenty plus points and shooting forty plus percent from three, off the dribble, like and shot like forty six from the field. Like he was the stuff he's he was doing wasn't regular. Like that wasn't regular shit that he was doing his freshman year. And I still think that that player. Is still in, inside of him. I think that they just need to really go in and give him the confidence they that they say that they have in him and want to let him become like work through his growing pains. They need to they need to actually let that happen. Like that's that's just that's as simple as that. I think just building his confidence. Like yeah,
0: Embiid had the quote for the rest of the and had a quote for the rest of the Seventy Sixers uh, stating that we shouldn't call the Seventy Sixers and the Celtics series a rivalry. The fact that 76ers lose a good amount of the time. 76ers ended up losing on Tuesday night, 87 to 105, uh with the opposite end of the St. Louis spectrum with Jason Tatum, his 23 points and nine rebounds, and of course the return of Gordon Hayward after his injury from last season. He came in and dropped about 10 points uh, for the Boston Celtics. But the highlight of the night was not only Jalen Brown's uh, dunk slash lucky uh, it slam really into the slash slam into the. <laughs> it,
2: it was cool at first, like it, like if you were watching when it happened, it was kind of hype because you had to like from an uh, angle, you were like, oh yeah, you yeah. had to calculate what just happened. Oh, but then when you watch it slow, you're like, oh well, that wasn't really that exciting.
1: Yeah, but, man, he got block. It was a clear block. Yeah,
2: yeah, it just he just got he got it lucky. ended up just okay. flying in. Y'all, y'all he, like you like the little Tatum wink after the after the, after the move on MB?
1: Both of those plays were, were fluke plays in my opinion. Like the Tatum, Tatum crossed them but the shot of mm-hmm. shot, mid range jumper from straight away. Like off the, on. off the, off the back. Yeah. Like you ain't think that that was, that wasn't what you was trying to do. And then the, but I'll live with that one more than the Brown one, just because I think that him, he, he crossed up and beat mm-hmm. and he made the separation Brown Nigga, you got blocked and it went in, and then you, <laughs> started,
2: you know, talk crazy. Like, Yeah, kidding? yeah. It, it definitely it was. It, the reaction was was a little wild. But he, well, to be fair, he might not have known either. Though he might have. He, after it happened, he might have thought he made it happen himself. But probably when he it. watched when he watched it over, he was probably like, oh, that that wasn't as hot as I thought it was.
1: And Embiid kind of invites this stuff on himself. Like I like him a lot. I think he's really good. I think
2: yeah. Of course, of course. It's gonna happen though. It's gonna. I mean. Hey, you, 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 everybody, everybody can get it at some point in time. I mean, I've seen AD get it. You've seen Cat get it. We, I mean, it's going, you know,
1: it happens. I think that's the, that needs, what I think that the Sixers' biggest worry, though, with the, as far as how far they can go, the Celtics, in my opinion, they might have the two best guys to guard Embiid in the NBA, like on their team, like definitely Al Horford. But Horford then,
2: looks pretty good. And I've had, I've had my, my own, uh, you know, reserved opinion on him because I, I watched him play in Atlanta for years. Uh But he's, I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. On this team, like,
1: him guarding Embiid and then, look, look, I don't think, I think Horford is the ultimate, like, like eye test versus stats thing, like where the stats say that he's this, like, elite guy, but then you watch him and he's not blowing you away. My stance on Horford is this: as long as Tristan Thompson is not on the court, he's really good. <laughs>
2: is that is that is that his is that his uh bro, is that his grip
1: bro, I, like, Yeah, bro. pull up the stats of him with, with Thompson on the court when he was in Atlanta when LeBron was in Cleveland second stand in Atlanta and Boston. Pull up his stats with Thompson on the floor and his stats with Thompson off the floor is jarring. It is crazy. Like Thompson, I feel like
2: I feel like we spoke about this. Me and Mark spoke about this before. But yeah, that's,
1: Thompson, that's hilarious. in his back pocket, bro. Like every time he step on the court, he knows like I own this nigga. Like he ain't doing man. nothing. These yeah, things, things happen, else. man. Yeah, that's Eastern Conference champion. The uh the guy we got to go through, right? Yeah, so they got to get through, bro. As long as they don't run into Tristan Thompson this year, they, they should. Be... <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't run into Tristan Thompson, like they should be good. <laughs> but yeah, that's the Sixers. That's what I would be worried about most. Is like they have two guys who can make Embiid's life hard like he can't just dominate them at least not yet he's still young though like he could figure it out but like yeah, he,
2: he, when he gets to his point you know that 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 ad point where like he's figured it all out and he's you know he's a wall like a real wall yeah. man then, then you're in trouble so much but- upside man he has so much upside
1: so but that's yeah. what i'm saying they still have 81 more games. This is a whole another year of development for Embiid, Simmons, and Fultz. Like I wouldn't panic, but that's just something. That's the biggest hurdle that they have more than anything when it comes to the Celtics is just how they can guard Embiid. And that's when I think somebody like Fultz comes into play. Where hopefully you believe you you buy whatever the second round of the playoffs this year or a conference final. Whatever they would have to see Boston hypothetically, right? He that he's become close to the player that you envision he would because then that unlocks a whole nother dimension of their offense
0: you've noted cam that you've seen uh jason tatum since he was a child out in st louis and now he is out being one of the largest names in the nba as of right now especially within the rookie class of last year and now going into his sophomore year what do you see his ceiling being for the boston celtics
1: uh that's a really good question When when i when i when he first came into the league people from St. Louis thought I was hating when I said this and I didn't I don't like to give I don't like to compare guys when they get drafted to like
2: all star time, players hall of famers
1: all <laughs> guys because like I think you put an unfair burden on them like I think that that's not necessarily fair I usually like to compare them to guys who play the same position who might have who are all-stars a couple of times but like it's more realistic and then if they surpass that then okay so I was saying when he came in the league I could see him being a, a better version of Danny Granger, who was like a six eight, six nine, small forward. He could shoot, he could score. Um, he's made the all. I don't all- think
2: that's disrespectful. People Danny from- Granger was a beast at some point. Like he was really good at that point. Exactly.
1: He's an all star. People from back home thought I was tweaking. Thought I was like selling him short. I was just trying to like be not because if if we would said he if we came straight out and said oh he could be Kobe. Yeah. He he's not there from day one
2: then you already know people were comparing this guy to Kobe and it wasn't that crazy.
1: I try to like, and that's for any rookie. Like I'll look at who they play like and I'll try to find somebody who's like not necessarily one of the top 20 players ever or whatever. Like some of these comparisons for these guys be getting outlandish. Like I remember, I'll never forget. I read an ESPN article when Trey Burke got drafted when he was coming to the league. And I think it was Chad Ford. This motherfucker said that Trey Burke, was a a hybrid of Chris Paul and Allen Iverson.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. such like, a hybrid, man. Such a yeah.
1: hybrid. <laughs> no like so, like that was the moment where I was like, "All right, we gotta really chill with this." Like, man, so, I
2: w- I will say this about Tatum, man. Um, he's he's got that dog in him, man. That I like to talk about. You know, like some players just got that dog in them. They want it. They're active about it. They don't care who they're going against, and every player is not like that. But he—he he got it. He got yeah. it. So I mean, I think he's gonna be special. I'm super high on him. Um, I'm—I'm I'm not like a, you know a huge Boston guy. Uh, not you
1: know. I think that his career, like, I think that's helped him already. Being on a premier franchise like that, like, it helps boost your profile. Like,
2: hell yeah, I, man! Look, bro. If I get if I get drafted, you know to uh, organization uh, organization organization like that uh, I'm gonna I'm going to settle in the best way I possibly can because at the end of the day I could say well I could play my whole career here
1: exactly and like
2: they going to take care of you it's the Celtics exactly.
1: you know what I'm saying I think that he could be a top 10 guy and maybe that's even selling him short but I think it's that he could be ball. like he could be he could be a top 10 player in the league and so when you combine that with the Celtics have, right now, they have good young talent. They have Kyrie. Who knows how long Kyrie will be there or Hayward, whatever. But mm-hmm. if you have Tatum Brown, um, and they they do have the Kings pick this upcoming draft. So
2: yeah.
1: you have Tatum Brown, another lottery pick. Let's say they're good for a long time. If you can mind that being a top-10 player, who knows? He could be an MVP one day. He's playing on one of the premier franchises in the league. If you're a top-10 guy on the
2: Celtics – no, I I can see that for him, dude. I think I I, I really, really think he's gonna be super special. I do. I, he just got he's got it. He's got it in him, man. He wants it. it. Even I mean, his rookie year, bro. You look at him, man. He he doesn't play as if that's where he was in his career. No, he plays above any kind of expectation as far as how long you've been in the league or you know your development. Like it's just it's almost like it's just there for him. It's just there for him. He's got it all.
1: Yeah, he has no holes on offense. Like, he, there's nothing he can't he can't do on the offensive end of the court. So, if I I don't know what his ceiling is for this season. I last night was game one. It was Kyrie first game back in, from knee surgery in months mm-hmm. in a long time. I'm not gonna jump out the window and say anything crazy, but I'm gonna say I don't know how, how where his pecking order on the team could be by the end of the year. Like. If if he ended up being the guy on this team by the end of the year, would you completely be surprised?
2: I'm no, I'm not nah. sure I
1: would be.
2: like I'm not uh, I'm not so sure I would be, and that's crazy. I to- definitely wouldn't be. I definitely wouldn't be surprised, bro. I, considering, I mean, let me ask you something that's it's, it's on the same subject. Considering it's the Celtics, but do you I, you guys see the Terry Rozier basically kind of saying he's not worried about his contract extension? Do you think that has anything to do with uh, Kyrie basically saying, "Hey, if Boston won't have me, I'm here." you know, next summer to sign that extension?
1: Um Rozier is going to be a starting point guard for the Orlando Magic next season, bro. Like, I think that he's going to get paid. Somebody's going to – one of these teams is going to max him out. I don't –
2: Basically, think, bro, we know – there's any idiots to max him out, it would be Orlando. But listen, so but, I, listen but listen, but listen, listen. <laughs> I think – I think regardless, we all can agree, uh Celtics will not match that offer. No. Okay. I
1: cool. think that the Celtics are going to – Try to resign Kyrie. Right. I think Rozier is a guy you let him go. Like as good as he is, he's he's very good. You develop him. Yeah, it reminds
2: me of the James Harden stuff that I think me and Mark said that at the same time. It you know that that it's in him. You know it's in him. So let him go and and let him go be whatever he's gonna be.
1: Yeah. And so you let him go. You clearly have like you you take Kyrie every time if you have the chance to sign Kyrie, resign him, you sign him. You can't sign them both. Jalen Brown is—he's due to get paid next summer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gotta, gonna have to make a decision eventually. A decision has to be made between Tatum. Looks like he's there for the long run, so he's yeah, gonna, that that ain't yeah. He's
2: he's he's, uh, he's probably the main guy off limits.
1: Yeah, he's the untradeable He's the untouchable. He's the only untouchable guy probably on this roster. I think they would if if they could get anything for Kyrie or anybody else, they'll do it. I think Tatum is off limits though. They're gonna to have to make a decision next summer, though, probably when it comes time to pay Jalen Brown. What they do with him or Gordon Hayward, I believe, because
2: hey, it's a good problem to have, man. I mean, you problem? got you got you got trade bait. You got guys you could just resign him. I mean, Celtics got deep pockets. We know that, so mm-hmm. they can they can probably make it happen if they really wanted it to and just call it a day. But they got a lot of value. I think that see they 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 did it right, man. The Celtics they started. They they started doing what the Lakers should have done immediately um once that downfall started happening and drafting and instead they were putting all their 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 coins on pulling Melo or pulling a Paul George and like you know getting that mega star in the summer instead of you know properly yeah. drafting <laughs> and then when they started properly drafting look what we got Ron
1: came like yeah, yeah like yeah. I thought last summer I I I I was, I did not think LeBron was going to end up in, in LA. When they traded um, D'Angelo Russell and, to basically clear Mazgov's contract, I was like, what are they doing? Like, because <laughs> I, I was like, I hadn't seen, I was like, I don't see any reason for anybody to come to the Lakers, especially LeBron. Like, I was like, maybe Paul George, you get a local guy or something. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I not see LeBron going to the Lakers. I was like, like why go
2: to the West and play in this mess for this team right now?
1: Like you said, they drafted it. Ingram took a huge leap last year from where he was as a rookie. Thank God, bro.
2: There was a time where I was like, all right, Ingram.
1: I was scared for him. Yeah, In- bro.
2: Yeah, last bro. Last year, it did not look like he
1: had gotten any better. Like, it looked like he was still the same guy from his rookie year, and I was nervous. I was like, all right, like, I don't want to, like, like you said, calling guys bust or trash after a year or two is a stretch, but, like, you were like, all right. Hey, I'm- and, and
2: Kim, like you said, bro. They they were comparing this man to KD quick and early man and that's really unfair. It's <laughs> really unfair.
1: Like and so I was like, all right, man, this is. But then Ingram got better. He got a lot better. And then Kuzma, you you stumble into Kuzma, who's who's good. Then Lonzo, regardless of how you feel about him or his pops or whatever, I thought Lonzo had a solid rookie year. What do he average? Eleven points, seven rebounds, and like eight assists or seven assists. Like that's. That's solid. Like, and he played. He was one of the best defensive guards in the league as a rookie. So, and,
2: and if he didn't, and if he didn't go through what he had to deal through, who knows what he, what he would have really looked like at the whole year, you know? So,
1: like, so there you go. And Josh Hart as well. So there, out of yeah, nowhere. yeah. Josh Hart is underrated. So I don't know where you have four really good young players to sell LeBron on. Like, like so, like you said, they started doing what they were supposed to, what they should have been doing all along. And now you have a guy coming, falling your lap, and I think that they're gonna get somebody else. I think somebody else is gonna be there
2: next. Absolutely, year.
1: yeah, that, it's gonna
2: be scary. Lakers gonna be super scary next season. Yeah,
1: it's gonna yeah. somebody else is coming. Like I don't know if it's Kawhi, I don't know if they're trading for AD, I don't know if it's Kay, if it's Clay or whoever. Like, but somebody else is going to be on that team next year. Like I another, think, I
2: think you wait for AD. I had this conversation with a buddy earlier about AD. I think AD would be silly not to take that super max. Because at the end of the day, he's put in so much work with New Orleans. He could take the Supermax and a year later ask for a trade, and they're going to grant it for him. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to pull him back. Take that Supermax because he can't get it nowhere else.
1: I don't see him being on New Orleans, honestly. I don't see him being there past February 2020. Next season? I, think I hear he's, you.
2: I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I think he needs to take that Supermax because he can't get it nowhere else. But I, But trading for him? could be disastrous. So you just gotta be careful because he's probably the most valued player in the league. And you yeah. you're gonna have to give up a lot to get him. It's probably gonna be similar to that mellow situation for for the Nuggets. It's gonna be one of those things where like, you know, in five years me, you and Mark will be like, damn, somebody got a draft pick from the A D trade. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> ten years or, later or, and shit. So it's it's, it's, for it. Yeah. Which basically the Celtics now that they have. Like, right, right. So, just, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's doable depending on the team for the trade. I think AD should definitely take his Supermax for New Orleans and get that bread so that he has some leeway to work. Because, like I said, man, if he asks for a trade, things aren't going right, uh, they, they, they'll grant it for him. Play, what is he, 25? Uh, yeah,
1: 25. Man,
2: take, take the Supermax, play another, yeah. you know, play, play your time, and if you want to get out of there, I guarantee they'll grant it for you. They got to they respect you. They will.
1: Yeah, is a monster, man. I've seen Absolutely. him a couple uh multiple times from like being down at school in New Orleans. Like is mm-hmm. crazy. Like seeing him play, like you you don't you it's not a lot of bigs you'll pay money to go see. He's one of the big men. He's in the, any
2: city. I'll go see him play in any city. Yeah, he's the big man. Like I'll pay to go
1: see him play. Like facts. It's incredible. Like when he when he's clicking, like it's it's crazy.
0: All right, before we get up out of here, real quick, Cam. um, The Warriors ended up beating the Thunder after Celtic Sixers on Tuesday, 108-100. to 100. Pretty much expected by everybody, but the Thunder actually ended up keeping it close. So while we have talk of the Lakers, we have the Warriors, we have the Rockets, and many others within the West to, that we expect to fight within the playoffs, where do you think Oklahoma plays, um, especially with the return
1: of Russell Westbrook
0: when he does return?
1: Um... The Thunder, their their season, honestly, in my opinion, it, it hinges on when when Roberson comes back. If he's close to the same player that he was on the defensive end, like I know Roberson is easy to 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 make jokes about him. Like he can't shoot, he airballs free throws, he's not really a factor on offense. But honestly, before he got hurt last year, he was squarely in the defensive player of the year conversation, and the Thunder. Their defense was, like, I think it was a top five defense last season before he got hurt. And then when he after he got hurt, they fell to, like, middle of the pack. It was a complete difference. They were a completely different team. I think that with a healthy Roberson, they have a legit chance to get to the conference finals. I don't think that they could beat the Warriors, but I think that they they present matchups matchup problems or they match up well with the Warriors across the board. I don't think that they could beat them, though. But I think that if Roberson comes back healthy, they could be potentially the third or second best team in the West with between them and Houston. I want to see how Melo meshes with Houston. I'm not like people think Houston is going to take a huge step back this year. I don't see it. I don't see it like they like Ariza. Like he's a loss, but he's not a huge loss. Maba Bute didn't even play in the playoffs, and when we saw him playing, he was awful. So I don't think, and they still got the conference finals without playing. So I don't think Houston's going to take this step back that everybody thinks that they're going to take. Like, I think they're still going to be really good. So I would say that OKC's ceiling is probably the 3 seed, and then a second-round matchup with Houston is a crapshoot, basically. It could go either way. I think that OKC, Denver, the Lakers, and Utah are like those – those are my four teams I could see finishing anywhere from, like, 3 to 6, depending on how – injuries or player development or whatever shakes out. I think OGC could be really good if if Roberson comes back when he's supposed to come back. I think like December or whatever. If he comes back and he's close to the player or he's the same player that he was before injury, I think they could be really good. Especially on defensive end, having him and Paul George on the wings. And then now they have Schroeder as well so they can go small and play Schroeder, Westbrook, Roberson, George and Steven Adams. Like I think that they have a lot of flexibility and versatility with their with their lineup with their roster if um if Roberson comes back the same guy that he was a patella tendon that's a hard injury to come back from um hopefully he comes back fine if he does come back fine they could be they could be really dangerous and they they're gonna be really hard to beat if he's not the same player I think you see more of the same of what happened to them last year in the first round of playoffs like I think that they are probably a second round at best Team, if Roberson isn't the guy, I, if if he doesn't come back the same, I think that they, a second round is like their ceiling. But if he comes back the same guy, I could, I would favor them in a series against the Lakers, Utah. I would favor them against anybody in the West except for Houston and Golden State. If Roberson comes back the same guy,
0: love the conversation today, Cam. Appreciate you coming on with us today. You can yeah, catch him man. on Twitter at Cameron underscore Hey see all of his tweets relating to uh pop culture rap culture sports anything that you need cam is talking about it so follow him on twitter at k-a-m-e-r-o-n underscore hey uh cam anything else you want to plug before you head out
1: late fees on friday man i'm on late fees as well this week so
0: yeah oh yep late fees will be going over the halloween series on rnc radio so on friday be sure to check that out um, do you have a before we get out? Do you have a soldier moment for this past week? Whether it's in sports, whether it's in rap, anything that made you go and hit the soldier, the infamous huh?
1: Look, man. Look. <laughs> go ahead, go <laughs> I ahead. Can
2: know I know give, it give it to him? Give it to him, Cam. Already, on, know, what I already know what it is. <laughs> I already know what it is.
1: This nigga Terrence Thornton, man. Like, <laughs> I know. Not even, it's not even, I don't even want to blame him anymore at this point, bro. Twitter is really the land of the idiots, bro. Huh? <laughs> my, like, I yesterday I was like, bro, this is no longer, I had to pull the J5, bro. I, I had tried my hardest to, to not do it. I ain't talking rap on there no more, bro. It's no it's more hard, rap. It's man. It's hard. People are really dumb. Like, they believe anything that's fed to them as long as the person that's feeding it to them is directly opposed to who they are hating like i don't understand the drake hate like i get like maybe it's cuz he's the most popular guy because i've never seen anything i've never seen anything like this from the top guy the clear undisputed top guy to get this much hate to the point that you're you're latching on to somebody that like let's let's say let's 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 keep it real is a guy who really has been largely irrelevant as a solo act like he's he's cool that shit man he don't sell like his he don't sell records he don't like and this no not gonna push i think pusher can rap i like darkest before dawn and that was with him rapping about Puff smacking drake up on that album i i I like prejudice process caskets but the whole turn that people have people are latching themselves on to push a t in their line like we were talking about with streaming we can see exactly who is listening to what all of these people on the internet that are completely attaching themselves to Pusha T, you're only doing it because you hate Drake. That's it. because if you like Pusha T as much as you claim you do on the internet, and as much as this following he has on the internet is, he was sold more than seventy-seven k. His tour dates wouldn't have been getting canceled. Like, mm. like, there's, it's a lot of lies being told, bro. Like, you gotta. I think at a certain point, you just let shit rock. I don't think you, yeah, bro, so hard for retweets and all that, yeah, bro, like. This shit crazy. Like, so if this, like, it's just like, if that is basically a microcosm of the summer as a whole for hip hop Twitter, in my opinion, I've been saying, huh, damn near every day. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas, the whole good music shit, I'm over it. I'm really over it, bro. Like, I'm really over it. I'm over Kanye. I'm over people lying in my face telling me that fucking Kids he Ghost is a good album. That shit fucking garbage. Um, I'm over people lying saying they tone album of the year.
2: Speak it's, your truth, man. Um,
1: like I go outside. I hate to be that guy, bro. I hate to be one of the. Hey, a lot of these niggas don't you leave got
2: a house. to sometimes.
1: A lot of these niggas don't lead a house. Like I lead a house. I see what the people vibing with. LA is a large city too, bro. If if it's if it's hot, it's gonna get played here, bro. Mark and you and you in Miami is the same way. Jeff, you in Atlanta is the same way. If it's hot, it's going to be played. You're right. It's ain't that hot, bro? They not that hot. I've hey. seen. I, Niggas will lie and tell you on the internet that Scorpion, not good. Don't believe. Don't believe any of them critics or or journalists. I'm a journalist myself. Don't believe them niggas, bro. I've seen it. I was in the club the weekend Scorpion dropped. I was in the club. Jim Jones was there for his birthday. Jim Jones, Cameron, whole dipset set in there. I swear to God, they was rapping the album like they wrote it. They <laughs> the whole, whole A-side in there. They was rapping it like they wrote, I cannot make this up. I swear to God. They was rapping it like they wrote it. People like that album in real life, bro. This Pusha T shit has completely—I have never seen anything like this. Like I was at last weekend, bro. People like that album. People like that album, bro. They this Pusha T shit. We gonna look. We gonna get like we just talking about with LeBron. How we we got far removed from his first thing in Cleveland? You look back, you like all right. We was kind of goofy for like some of the criticism. Mm-hmm. Niggas is gonna have to answer to this shit a few years from now. Embarrassing.
2: Yeah, right. It's gonna be embarrassing yeah. for them to answer for it.
1: You latched on to this nigga of all the niggas that you could have latched on to and were going this hard for him when the numbers and the voice the numbers don't match up to the support that he got on the internet, bro. That's to let you know Twitter is not real. Don't take that shit real, bro. Don't take this shit serious. That shit is not real, bro.
2: I couldn't have said it better myself, man.
1: Yeah, I have to
0: get my my have to get my mute feature on like Jeff for these next couple of days. It is what it is.
1: Just do it, man. Knock it
0: out.
2: Muted,
1: bro. Like I muted that shit myself, bro. Your timeout will be way better. You don't got to see the idiots, bro. I, I muted that nigga Busby. He asked me to mute him. I was like, <laughs> "Not a word, bro." He <laughs> you said you asked me to do it. You you asked me, you shall receive, bro. Like he, he literally, he know he been muted already. Like the only reason I saw <laughs> you still get the, the mentions when they come and mention. Yeah, they, yeah. You still see it, but they don't appear on your timeline. Little does he know. Nigga, you've been muted for a minute now, bro. Like, there so we go. You, but a word, bro. It was a couple other niggas that had to get it as well. Like, like I, 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 I gotta get y'all niggas up out of here. This shit crazy. Like, I, this is I don't understand. I don't get if you don't like somebody, bro, why do you tweet about them every day, all day? Like, that's the shit I don't understand. Like, I don't like J Cole music. You don't see me on Twitter, fuck J Cole, retweeting every right. sling. right. I don't have time to get my energy to that shit. Like. These niggas will really be on the internet all day, giving their energy to a the motherfucker they claim they don't like or don't. The tweets be hitting, bro. That shit crazy, bro. These niggas, <laughs> weird. these these niggas weird out here, kids. Like, pay up, pay attention. If it's one thing I'm gonna teach you, it's one thing you are gonna learn from listening to me, bro. <laughs> on the internet, bro. That shit not real life, bro. He's the same thing. They'll sit up there on Twitter all day. Talk shit about somebody. I guarantee you, they see them in person, or they see, they go they will go to the concert. They go to the NBA game. They say they don't like somebody. To talk shit about, and they will beat her trying to shake their hands, bro. Look, <laughs> go, outside. Just,
2: go outside. Go outside.
1: Touch the people. Get some fresh air. Get a
2: bro.
0: real friend. Exactly, bro. Like that might be the motto for today. Get a, yeah. real, get
2: a real, friend, bro. Go get a real friend, man. That's right.
1: my of the week, bro. Like this, this shit just that shit just weird, bro. I just don't understand. I. Latching on to push a tee of all people, like it just makes no sense to me. And I, and we we can see the lies. We can see it in real time because I, I see nobody is listening to that album.
0: Love the conversation today, Cam. We'll talk to you again very soon. Absolutely. Have you on again throughout the season? Thank you for coming on with us again, man.
1: No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, we'll see you. All right, you know what? What my soldier moment was going to be. You changing it now? My soldier moment was going to be Jimmy Butler taking over practice and then all of a sudden mysteriously having a <clears throat> sit-down special with Rachel Nichols. Now my soldier <laughs> moment. Uh, Josh Richardson stepping out of bounds. Mm. I can't.
2: It's okay, man. I mean, it's game one, Mark. I know that. I know I know for you, man. Um, it was right there. I know. I, I it was right you, there. It's okay, dude. Game one. I know you don't want to lose to the Magic. I understand that. So it's okay.
0: Let's wrap it up with your soldier moment. and Let's get out of here.
2: <laughs> oh, you're over it.
0: I'm out. Nigga I wrap go. it up. I'm gonna go fetal position real quick.
2: Hey, man. Um, my soldier moment, man. Uh, this is also a soldier moment, but it's also a declaration. Um, first of all, man, Diddy, you know. I don't know why you wouldn't want to marry this woman, mm-hmm. but I, but I have something I have to say right here. You will bar him up. Listen, look, man, I'm over that. Cassandra, Cassie, baby, it's me. It's me, Jeff. Again, I know it's been a long time because you've been with this nigga for so long and I kind of had to take a back seat because, you know, it's Diddy, man, but Te amo mucho, mami. It's me. Christ. I love you so fucking much. You know, if if this time if if this period is difficult for you or you just need somebody to talk to or you just whatever it may be, please please reach out to me. Platinum Chanel boy, aka Old News boy, aka Jeff, aka whatever you want to call me.
1: You gonna pick That's up. That's all up
2: I got face. to say. <laughs> nigga. Nigga. See, yep. nigga. See, right. nigga. You going to be courtside with her at the Hawks games? Like, I'll do whatever she want me to do, bruh. All
0: right, we're going to find Cassandra,
2: out. Cassandra, I love you, Cassandra. I love you, truly.
0: On God. All right, when Jeff picks her up in the PJ next week, RSPN, we're going to see if we can get Cassie on to talk some NBA with us. Yeah, we're going to talk something, nigga. Oh, Jesus. All right, we'll be back next week.
1: RSPS, RSPS, season, season, season two, season two, stupid, 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 stupid. stupid. stupid.